Alyssa, what is going on? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm doing very well. I'm very excited to chat. I apologize. I didn't even know that last week happened until today. Kat oh, okay. just told me today. She's like, by the way, made a mistake. So I apologize for that. I like, oh. it's, I, I'm, I know you've probably heard me say it before. Like I'm super disorganized. So like I have a calendar that Kat makes for me. And then also she texts me every day, like my schedule for that day because I just don't look at the calendar and, sure. uh, and I just, I had no idea. So I, I really apologize for that. And I appreciate you, uh, not being oh. livid with me missing last week. Oh, it's all good. No, I totally understand. I've been there and definitely, uh, all the things you're doing, you're busy all the time. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're busy so with so many things, it, especially right now with the, the, with the new app launch. It's, app, it's yes. nuts. Um, I just listened to your most recent po uh, the podcast that dropped and you'd said that you hadn't been able to do jujitsu for a while because yeah you, you've been busy so it's been it's been nuts but it's it's worth it so I'm excited about it but um I'm very excited to speak with you so thank you for taking the time to do this this is 100 yeah. percent your time so uh, I saw the email that you initially wrote and sort of explaining how you got into it but just I want to give you the floor tell me everything tell me the whole story I want to hear everything as though I haven't read any of it before and then Perfect. whatever questions you have I will do my best to help awesome I'm excited um so I I can't say I I purposely started my health journey it kind of just like fell upon me uh, several years ago when I moved to Texas Dallas actually um, oh, nice. for, for my ex, uh, partner long ago. Um, and he was very fit and I didn't grow up in a fit <laughs> household. I didn't grow up. I, I pretty much ate the same seven meals. Like I, I really just didn't even think about fitness and he and his friends would go trail running. And so the first time I went with them, I truly thought I was going to die. I was just like, what is, what, what have I gotten myself into here? Um, <laughs> but I just like, I just started uh, like eating just, I didn't, I didn't try to, but I just started eating better and going on all these walks and these runs and got better. And within that, like two years, I lost like 20 pounds and I just, I felt nice. amazing, but I didn't, I didn't mean to. So like uh, now I, I gained like the COVID 15, right. I think we yep. all did. Um, and so now I'm like trying to lose weight, but it's like, I'm trying now and it's mm. like not working the same as it did when I wasn't trying. Isn't right? that funny how that works? It's just, it makes me laugh every day. I'm like, I, when I wasn't trying, it just like fell off. And now yeah. it's like, I'm trying and it's like not staying off, which I just find <laughs> really funny. But I got into doing uh, triathlons <clears throat> a couple of years ago. So I do like sprint triathlons. Um, oh, wow. And are those, uh, are those I, what the, the numbers are next to you? Are those, are those like your, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I've the, done about six, six triathlons. That's awesome. Good for you. That's yeah. amazing. What, what it is, really is. Excuse my ignorance, but like no, what's a sprint triathlon versus a non-sprint triathlon? So there's three levels. There's a sprint an Olympic and an Ironman. So okay. we've all heard about the Ironman. So the sprint is like where we all start is the baby one. So it's a 5k run anywhere between like a 10, 12 mile bike ride. And then um, like a three to 400 meter swim is generally what, I, okay. what I've done. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's been so much fun. And I've really, I really enjoyed it. I did it once just, I wanted to say that I did. And now I like, I can't stop. I just really enjoy it. Um, but what's like your COVID. What's your favorite event of the three? Um, I swear the most in the running. I think I enjoy the biking the most. <laughs> um, and then the swimming, I don't really like swimming. I feel like I'm drowning every time. So I think, I think the biking is probably my favorite. <laughs> so what do you like most of like, what has gotten you so addicted to this? Like, is it, what about it has really gotten you to enjoy it so much? I feel empowered the whole time. Cause I'm not like listening to anything. I'm like mm. my own coach the whole time. Like, you signed up for this. You have to make it through. Like just my, my goal every time is just not stopping. So it's like, even if I like, I'm, I have to walk for a second or something mm. like 
I, my goal is just never to stop. Like don't stop. So that. it's like that whole time. It's just like, keep going at the end, you get a cheeseburger. You're going to, you're going <laughs> to love this. Like, and at the end it's like, I just feel so accomplished. Like that I did yeah. it all by myself. Nobody, you know, like nobody pulled me, nobody made me do it. Like it was all me. Um, I love and I that. have, a, I have a competitive spirit. Like I, I grew up playing baseball and softball and everything. So it's just like, I miss that. And so like, yeah, like triathlons have been able to be that thing. It's like, oh yeah, this is actually, I guess compete, but it's with other people, but like really for yourself too. So that, cool. that makes all the sense in the world. I love that. Yeah. So even though there are things about it that you hate, you, you love the outcome. You love the process. Yeah. You love what it gives you mentally and emotionally. I, I, that's amazing. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I've been the last couple of years, I've been trying to build muscle. So I worked yep. with a personal trainer for a little bit and she was wonderful, but I couldn't afford her <laughs> for long-term, <clears throat> but yep. she gave me really good results. Um, but I'm, I feel really stuck now because what, like I've been listening to everything you've been, you've said and done and lectured on and I love everything you do. And so like one of the big things that's been sticking out to me is like losing the last 10 pounds is overrated. Mm. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, I can get on that. Like, but then it's like, I feel like I have muscles, but they're only really seen when I'm flexing. Yep. Yep. But I want, I want them to be seen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Not just yep. when I'm flexing. So I'm like, if I don't lose the weight, how will my muscles be seen? Right. Mm -hmm. I like mostly upper body. Yep. But then the last 10 pounds are overrated. So do I focus? So I feel stuck, I guess, in my physical goals of like, and then with triathlon training, do I like, I know the, the, when I was lighter, like when I was like 140, it was a lot easier to, to run and yeah. like do the bike. Like it was a little bit easier and I yeah. totally can feel that. So I'm like, do I focus on like the losing or the gaining mm -hmm. or I don't know. I just, I feel stuck, I guess. Yeah. That makes total sense. You've articulated it really well and you've painted a very good picture of the type of person you are, which is important. That like is a major aspect of, of how to approach your goals and also uh, what your goals are and what's important to you. So this is helpful. Um, I'll start with the thing that you began with, which is like the last, last 10 pounds is being overrated. Um, I think that I, I very much stand by that. I think the last 10 pounds are overrated if you are otherwise content, right? And so I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. Even though I very much believe the last 10 pounds are overrated, when I have a specific goal that I need to lose weight for, I still do it. Not because I need to weigh less because I care about how it looks, but just because if I'm competing in jujitsu and I need to be at a certain weight, then I will lose those last 10 pounds because mm -hmm. I need to compete at that weight class. Uh, and then I will happily gain it back like thereafter. Right. Um, right. so on, on, it's important to understand, like when I'm just living my day-to-day -day life, the last 10 pounds is overrated just because mm -hmm. I, I don't care. Like I, it's, I'm very content with where I am right now. With that right. being said, if I was uh, an active competitor, like if I was competing in jujitsu more often, or if if I was a, if, there are so many other circumstances where it wouldn't be overrated for for me right. as an individual. It really does depend on the person. Now, okay, from the perspective of I would say a, a triathlete, someone who's doing so much endurance work, and and especially the the running portion, which places a tremendous amount of, of stress on your body, like a 3%, 5%, 10% reduction in body weight can save your joints over a long yeah. period of time. Right. And I would say, I don't think it's overrated. I, I, okay. I think that would actually make sense, uh, okay. especially if this is something you want to continue doing for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I think oh, here's where I think it, it is almost always overrated no matter what. I, and I will get flack for saying this, but it's true. I think it's almost always overrated just based on purely on how you want to look. The reason oh, being, okay. I, I sort of, I, I think about it from like a money perspective. Um, 
people often say, when I, if I made this amount of money, I would be happy, right? right. If, I, if, I, if I just make this amount of money or if I just get this car or if I get this house, whatever it is, and they hit that goal and then they, they're not happy. They still want more. They still want more. They still want more. And then all of a sudden, like, so if we're looking at purely income, people are like, all right, if I make this amount of money, I'm good. But then once they start making that amount of money, their lifestyle changes. Right. And then now they want to make more money to accommodate a new lifestyle goal. And so making that amount of money is like actually never enough. So people are like, oh, if I made this amount of money, I'd be good. No, you'd be shocked at how quickly you would become accustomed to that lifestyle and then expect yeah. more and more and more. And yeah. so when it comes to losing the last 10 pounds just to have, I would say, to change how you look, I would say there's never been a circumstance that I've, not just me personally, but that I've seen among clients, among people in the industry that has led people to actually be happier when they lost that weight purely because, oh, now I look better. Because almost always, and actually literally every time I've ever encountered it, me personally or with clients, they're never happier. In fact, they usually, their perceived level of happiness decreases. The, the right. only time in which they have a perceived level of higher happiness is when they can take their shirt off or when they can deliberately show off their muscles, which is why they're on social media showing their muscles all the time yeah. and they appear happy. Uh, yeah. And then they get this, this ego inflation, people liking their pictures saying you look so good, but then behind the screen, they're very lonely. They're very unhappy because of everything they have to do to maintain that look, which is very, very, very difficult, right? They are not right. going out. They're not enjoying friends and family. They're not enjoying the ice cream. They're not enjoying whatever it is. So they have this perceived level of happiness that only comes when people can compliment based on how they look, which in my mind is just never worth it. Right. So from an aesthetic, and I'm not going to tell you or anyone like what to chase in terms of goals, aesthetics or otherwise, but I think your performance-based goals make losing the last 10 pounds actually very uh, uh, understandable and a legitimate okay. goal. And like, it's, yeah. it's, it's not overrated. Whereas okay. the aesthetic part of it, I'm like, I just know from experience, it's not going to make you happier. I, it's just right. not, I promise. Like, I guarantee you, just from the amount of time you spent talking about the triathlons and how happy it makes you and how fulfilled you get, there's not a doubt in my mind that like that to you is probably like a more fulfilling thing realistically. And yes, it'd be awesome to have like look like super muscular without flexing. Yeah, that'd be great. But like right. that is such a fleeting feeling. Whereas yeah. no matter what, no one can take from you what you've done in triathlons. No one can ever, t like you've got those those numbers up on the side and people can't see this, but you got your participation numbers, like your athlete number up next to you, you got your trophies. No one can ever take that from you ever, no matter what. Right. How you look in any given moment is just like, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not something in my mind that's ever going to make, to bring you true fulfillment. I think it can yeah. make you happy and it can feed your ego but fulfillment, I think, is something you get from something else. And that's what I feel like you've gotten from the triathlons. And so yeah. um, same goal, losing the last 10 pounds, but different reasons will lead to a different result in saying this is what I think is worth it or not. And so for, for based purely on your main goal of triathlons and enjoying it and loving it, I think it's very worth it for you. But okay. from the aesthetic aspect, I'm just like, nah, I just it, it would be a cool side effect, but I just... I don't think it would be worth it from the aesthetic part. Yeah. And to be honest, um, so I majored in psychology and so psychology is a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, so I like, I've been really diving into like the whole aesthetic, why I want to feel like I look strong, not just like, like that people, cause I, as a woman, I get a lot of people, like I try to carry heavy things and everybody's like, Oh, can I help you with that? <laughs> or, Oh, you're like the other day I was literally carrying something out of a store and an old lady asked, she's like, do you need my cart? And I was like, no, ma'am, I got it. And she's like, Oh wow. She's just so strong. And it's like, I would like, it feels like if I had an external representation of how strong I am, people yeah. wouldn't under underestimate me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that's a big thing that a lot of, I mean, women and men, I'm not just saying that, but from my, from my experience, it's like, if I had that external representation of, I am strong, you do not yeah, have yeah, to yeah. underestimate me. Look at these muscles, everything would be fine. <laughs> um, so I think that is something that like, I, I've been trying to like heal almost, but like really working on the fact, like, 
that's what um I've been working on is like the the thought of like like not physique based goals but like how you're doing all your mobility training like yes, you started yes. here and you're ending here and it's like you're working on a goal instead of it being the physique goal is a healthier yeah. uh, place to be i guess yes yeah 100% especially mentally like it's mentally emotionally i think it's it's a much healthier longer term aspect and outlook for health and fitness um right. and for whatever it's worth like you know i'm a small guy i'm five foot four and like you know i'm not we're the, we're the same so, weight we're the same weight same yeah. height like when yeah. you're doing all your cuts i'm like i can do it too <laughs> yeah like i bet our calories are basically the same like yes. so yes. i for my whole life i've always gotten the same thing like you know people underestimate my strength which yes. For whatever, like, I think earlier on, I would get really upset because I'd be like, motherfucker, I'm stronger than you. Like, I'm like, yeah. what I've actually, because I had to figure out a way to make a switch in my head to not be upset about it. Because if, if I just dwelled on like being upset about it, it's just never good. Like, even yeah. like even my work around like blood pressure and stuff, I'm like, it's not good to be angry about stuff like this. Like, I should stop. Right. So I made the switch of like, okay. I looked at it from a positive perspective because every time like that woman who said like, oh, you're just like, oh, wow, like you're actually really strong. It's like now they're surprised by it, which yes! is like, you've, yeah. you've got this like hidden strength. Like I think of it like you got this like ninja strength, this hidden yeah. strength, yeah. whereas like and you know who really has this are, are uh, rock climbers and um, and That's gymnasts. what I do too. Yeah. Like so you have this super hidden strength that people don't expect. Like you see rock climbers doing one arm chin-ups just bang like like it's nothing and it's right. fucking bewildering when they do it, it because you're like I don't expect that at all and like you. they pull themselves up with just their fingertips you're like yeah literally like <laughs> yeah it doesn't it's not even doing it justice to say it's the last knuckle it's literally like the just tips. the tip of yep. their finger and and you you give them a handshake and it's like what the fuck is I going know. on here <laughs> and so I for I've essentially I, I i don't know if i've tricked myself or what but now like i like having the hidden strength the where what people are really um surprised when i'm in a public gym and i'm deadlifting well over 400 pounds at this point like people are shocked and they're like that i wasn't expecting that whereas i think about the reverse of imagine being really big and jacked and strong and people expecting you to be like to be able to lift something and then all of a sudden you're like oh but I can't. And now all of a sudden they're like, Ooh, like I would have expected you to be way strong. Like that would be way That's worse. True. <laughs> right. That's a letdown. So, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, uh, I, I, I think about like, uh, if God forbid someone's on an airplane, they're having a heart attack and, and someone's like, is there a doctor on the plane? And then it's like, there's a dermatologist and they're like, yeah, I'm a doctor. And it's like, all right, but like, you can't help. It's like, you don't want to be the one that like, can't do what people expect you to do in that situation. Right. True. It, Very true. So, so <laughs> that's how I've almost like shifted in my brain to being like, listen, like, whatever like at, at the very least they are very surprised at how strong I am and so that that's how I've positively shifted it yeah and like watching Susan like she's another one that like oh. she has the muscles that are just defined yes. and I'm like always like she just looks like a badass and I'm just like I love that about her and then like when I was working for a tree trimming company so all I'm doing was like just like literally lifting logs all day and chucking that like it was just a bunch, it was like a work it was wild and so I'm listening to your guys's podcast while doing it and I'm just like I'm gonna be buff like Susan like every time I just would chuck the, the logs yeah. and they would just <laughs> underestimate me but then I was like I don't care I can do it anyway and she's but so I like jacked. that like it's a wild like, strength yeah it when her and I are, are side by side like it's she's so jacked it's fuck it's crazy <sighs> it is it really it's, no, it's, is. It's, and it's actually, and it's so funny, her and I talk about this a lot and, and people accuse her of using steroids, which is if you, if you talk to her for 10 minutes, it's just hilarious because, and she says this, like, it's one of the funniest, like she wouldn't even know where to get them. She wouldn't know what right. to ask for. Like she has no knowledge of that at all. Yeah, it's just, right. she's, she's strong. And, and I will also say this, Susan's nutrition is fucking dialed. Like, and, and I don't think people realize this, like Susan's nutrition is so on point. It's like, and that's just, that's just, she's a, a creature of habit. She has what she has. And like, she doesn't, um, she doesn't overly restrict. Like when we're together, she'll mm -hmm. go out, she'll have, we have drinks all the time, but like 95% of the time she's on point. Like she, and so awesome. it's, it's, I think that is also 
like I'm more of an 80, 20. And, right. and so I, I look like an 80, 20, Susan looks like a 95, five. And that's, that's what you get. Yeah. That's what you get when you, when you put in that effort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then you have to ask, um, like, all right, is it, is it worth it to be 95, five? And, and yeah, at this yeah. point in my life, I'm like, is it worth it? That's what you have to ask. <laughs> yeah. and, and so for me, it's no, uh, at least right now, may, like eventually maybe I'll, I'll I mean, well, for whatever it's worth, like it, it changes throughout the year. Right. So if I'm cutting for a jujitsu competition, right. Then I'm 95, five and it's worth it. But as soon as that competition's over, I'm I'm back to 80, 20, you know? So right. it, uh, yeah. it does depend on you and, and what your goal is. Right. And like, when you were saying once, I think when you're doing your mini cut, like when you lose that weight, you didn't have to maintain that weight and it does get harder the less you weigh to maintain. Yes. Is that still true? Like that's, that's what yes. I took from that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because the less you weigh, no matter what, when you have less mass, you yeah. can't eat as much, right? Like if right. It, it takes, it takes less energy to fuel less weight, the more weight the more you weigh the more energy you can have to maintain that or to fuel that weight so it's sort of like a, a truck a big truck requires more fuel in order to that's why like it requires more fuel to, to fuel that truck whereas a small little moped you get way better mileage because it weighs a lot less so mm. it's it's the same thing same concept where when you weigh less you are not able to eat as much which is why like you know you get these huge dudes who like they, they, all they do is they take like, I don't know, they, they stop drinking as much beer and they lose 10 pounds super fast. It's, right. it's because they just, they don't need as they, they can still eat a lot more food and, and lose weight. Whereas the, okay. when you're a smaller person like us, we can't, we don't have that much leeway. Like we, we, we don't. don't, it's, it's very minuscule in terms of uh, the amount that we need in order to fuel. And so if you go from 150 to 140 or 140 to 130, like these are, are significant reductions in calories. And I would say it's much harder to go from 1500 to 1200 than it is to go from 2500 to 2000, right? So if you're yeah. starting at a lower point already, it becomes, it's so much more difficult. It is difficult. And that was the, the part I found really hard working with the personal trainer was she, we were trying to build muscle, but she had me on a calorie deficit. Ooh, that's so it wasn't great. I didn't real. I didn't realize that till I found you, and I yeah. was like, "That's why I was really struggling." Like, okay, yeah. but I I did build muscle, but I was fatigued. I was tired. I didn't have any yeah. energy to do anything else. Um, yeah. And so then, like, I realized, and so I stayed the same weight. Like that's what was interesting is I gained muscle, but I stayed the same weight. So I was mm. like one fifty. Um, but then I, I stopped working with her. And so then maintenance has been hard. So I'm now at 50, like 155. So it's still not a big deal, like five pounds. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Um, but like, but when I was, my lowest was 140. And that's when Got I started it. my triathlon. So that's why I've been like, and like last year, my triathlon was a lot harder because I was 155. And I was yep. like, I feel, the, I feel the difference this time. Um, yeah. And so it's I also, think that's, triathlons like, and, and like marathons or any of that stuff it, it's so it's such a so difficult for so many reasons it a lot of competitors will actually struggle with gaining weight because they get so hungry from the training mm -hmm. it, it's it's a weird it, it's it's not weird like it's a lot of people who are not competitive a lot of people who are just into like they just want to lose weight they think the first thing they should do is a marathon because they're like, oh, well, I'll just run a lot and that will cause me to lose weight. But they don't realize how much hungrier you get from doing that. And and so it can be very difficult from that perspective. It's it's an, it's an interesting twist mentally in, in that aspect when you when you do it as a competitor, right? If you're just doing it for as a hobbyist, you don't even need to worry about it as much. You're not as worried about your time. You're serious. Like you want to you want to beat yourself. You're like really competing. Yes. So now it's not just it's not just the sport anymore. Now it's the nutrition. It's the, like, there's so much and you can use your background in psychology to really understand this. And it's like, there's, it, there's so much that goes into optimizing yourself for this type yeah. of competition. Exactly. Exactly. And that's like last year, I, I got third in my age range, which was really, which was really that's cool. Amazing. I, wasn't, I wasn't trying, but I was like, that's really like, I like that feeling so much. I'm like, Ooh, now I really want like, first yeah. but I'm gonna have to train I'm gonna have to train harder than I have before 
And that's why I'm like, I need to dial everything in more and I need to lose that weight. And I need, yes. like, I, I feel like that was, that was like, but I was stuck. And that's why I was hoping to talk to you. Cause I'm like, is that really what I should be focusing on? Or like, so that yeah. really gives me comfort. And, and that's, so I appreciate that. that even gives me more context. Cause if, again, if you were just someone like, Hey, I just want to do this to say I've done it. You don't need to lose the weight. But if, if you're trying to go from third to first, and I would it's imagine like seconds. Up- it's nuts. Like it's oh, like mil- yeah. it's like point zero one of a second. Like can change your whole position. Like I yeah, believe anyway. it, and and that's when it's like, yeah, if that's your goal, then it's you better believe it's worth it to lose that weight because okay. that can that can take not even milliseconds, but legit seconds off your time. And the way I think about it is, it's not even just seconds off your time in the race. I think about it as like you're going to have accumulated stress from doing the training anyway. And with accumulated stress comes injuries. Like there's no high level athlete who has not had an injury. It happens. And so if we can delay an injury or if we can mitigate an injury or or just reduce the severity of it by reducing the amount of weight and stress that you have putting on your body so that you can get higher quality training in at a higher, at a more, uh, more frequency, a greater frequency, then that's going to lead to better outcomes when you actually compete. Whereas if someone's out for a huge amount of the season because they have an injury, then they can't train well, they can't get the adaptations they need and they won't be able to compete. So so it's not even just about the actual competition. It's about what do you do to prepare for it and reducing your body weight, specifically your body fat in order to have less stress in your body will help keep you more fresh and and Mm -hmm. improve your uh, physically, improve you physically for this competition. Then the question becomes, well, what about mentally? And this is where, for example, dancers and gymnasts, especially the women, historically are, 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 have very bad relationships with food, especially dancers, I would say. Um, some really awful stories around like, especially women dancers being forced to be yeah. super, 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 super skinny. And like, and, and, and then they have to, they will get to a point where it's like, is it worth it for me to continue along this path of being a high level dancer based on my current relationship with food? And so that person, it's like, okay, well now their goals changed when they wanted to be a high level dancer, this makes sense. But now because that has potentially led them to have a potentially life-threatening mental illness as a result of it, it's like, okay, now we need to, we need to adjust. So it really does come down to the goal. And because your goal is to be a high level competitor in this, even maybe you don't want to be like the, the, the a best in the world at, at like regardless of age but if you want to win your weight your your age group it's like yeah you've got to be one of the best in your age group like you've got to train yeah. like one of the best in your age group which means you've got to fucking like do what you got to do and you're a high level yeah. competitor and, and you've got that in you so i would say do it it's worth it um so yeah i guess my next question if you and obviously you're not a triathlete but if you Correct. could recommend uh like <laughs> anything that you could recommend for the training? Like, do I do strength training? I know the interval training, like, uh, running, obviously I'm going to be doing that, but like, if you like, not just the running, biking and swimming, but like, is there other strength training or I definitely want to do more mobility. So I'm really excited about your new app. I cannot wait. Um, (laughs) so that I can be flexible and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, what, what I will say is this, I'll say a great person to follow for this is Alex yeah. Viata. Um, okay. and, and I've had him on the podcast before Alex was my coach for like a year and a half. Um, he, he's amazing. He's, he's, he's the author of the hybrid athlete. And he's the one who like coined that phrase, hybrid training, hybrid athlete back in like the early two okay. thousands. Um, he's a beast. Like the guy is an absolute savage. Um, and he has a whole company based around, um, hybrid training, which is basically like mm. being able to do running and also being able to lift super heavy. And it's like, it's does everything at once. Yes. So I really, really like Alex for that. And he's been a, he's been a leader in the industry for that. Um, okay. what I will say is from a strength training perspective, you, you shouldn't be training like a power lifter from the perspective of like, it's not a powerlifting program. Um, you can do the power lifts. You can squat and you can deadlift. Uh, and I think to a point they'll help you, but the main goal is improving your performance in 
in your actual events, which means the majority of your time should be on those events, whether it's running, swimming, or biking. Those the, those are the, the main priorities, obviously. The law of specificity always applies. The specific thing you need to do is the one that you should spend the most time with. So for example, like jujitsu for me, I should spend most of my time doing jujitsu and like the strength training and mobility training complements it. But no matter what I do, the best way to get better at jujitsu is doing jujitsu. The best way to get better at doing your event is doing them. Now, okay. I would say um, strength training two to three times a week is plenty. Um, and there are many different splits you can follow, whether it's full body splits or upper lower splits or push pull leg splits. I think any of those and all of them can be fantastic. Um, okay. If you decide to go three times a week. I think a push pull legs is just a phenomenal, phenomenal. Split. I love that. And I learned that from you. Like I, I love the push pull. Split yeah. Things. Push yeah. pull legs has been, has pull been really wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then if you do two times a week, I think a full body split would be a really good okay. idea. Um, okay. Now from there, like I would say, and Alex is definitely going to be the expert to, to uh, go back to on this, but you don't need to be doing high intensity interval training more than once or twice a week at most. And, and I would say start with one. There's no reason to start with two. Um, high intensity interval training, hit training is very stressful on the nervous system. It's unbelievably stressful. And, and um, if you do it too often, it will negatively impact your, at your specific training. And so, um, in terms of thinking back to longevity, being able to train consistently without overdoing it, without burning out, without having an injury, we want to do everything we can to keep you long lasting in the sport, not something that's going to, one thing we can look at historically is it, I, I always look to the Bulgarians as weightlifters because they, their weightlifters, the Bulgarians were some of the best in the world and they would become some of the best in the world at a very young age, but they would also retire at a soup they would they would be done so quickly because they essentially their periodization was just keep lifting heavier no matter what at all cost which got them unbelievably strong very very quickly but it also it their longevity in sport was the worst and so i think back to like okay if this is something you want to continue doing for a long time we want to make it something that you will we don't want to go from zero to hundred, like just slowly easing onto a highway. Like, you know, you progressively put your foot down the pedal, get faster, 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 faster. I don't want you to go zero to hundred. I don't want you to go pedal the metal. I don't want you to go. Uh, I don't want you to floor it because that's when people get injured. And right. the difficult part is when you do that, you actually do make great progress really quickly, which makes people think, oh, this is good. But then they end up getting injured or burning out or both. And it's just not good. So right. I think one time a week or even once every 10 days is fine early on moving up to once a week of, of hit training. I would keep your hit training to something that is unbelievably low in impact, uh, like on a bike. Um, mm. I think bike hit training is probably the best, especially from the perspective of it's essentially zero impact. If you're doing hit training on a treadmill, you get a lot of impact, uh, or like just generally you get way more impact, more stress. So we want to reduce that. The other thing is the treadmill is or sorry. The bike is very easy to track wattage, which oh, okay. is another way you can track your progress. Okay. Like here's my heart rate at this amount of Watts. Now I can get a, a good idea. Like, okay. So a month ago I was producing this amount of Watts at this heart rate, but now I'm producing like a higher amount of Watts at this heart rate. That's a huge amount of progress. Uh, and that's another way to track, which I think is, is super, super okay. important. Um, so once a week there, um, push, pull legs or full body. And then again, as you know, this isn't my specialty, but I, I, I don't know how to do the programming mileage or programming. This is how many miles you should do here or there, but I don't know who, who your coach is if you have one, but I would strongly recommend Alex Viato or one of his coaches. Uh, and they have a lot of, uh, they have, uh, I know he has a whole book called the hybrid athlete, which would probably be a great, great resource. Yeah. Uh, but that would definitely be who I refer to from, from that perspective. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a, I don't have a coach. I've only Google's been my coach. So <laughs> I yeah, would love which, a, which works a real coach, and, and but. for whatever it's worth. Like I've even played around with chat GPT like just to see how good chat GPT is with, I just want to see what my competition is. Right. Like sure, chat yeah. GPT, like I, I've been on there and I've been like, Hey, design, I just want to see what it does. I'll say, write me a four day week program for uh, a woman postpartum, like six months postpartum and like, give me a strength program. 
because I want to see what it says just to see like if it's giving good recommendations and this is not going to be good for business, but it's actually been pretty fucking good. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've been it. actually surprised at like how good it is and there are mistakes. Yeah. And like the more, you know, like the thing with chat GPT now is like, it will have some mistakes and then I will add in just based on my knowledge. Well, what about this? Because it's postpartum and then, oh yeah, good call. Maybe we'll make this change. So if you don't have the knowledge or the background, it won't be the best, but to be very fair, like you might want to play around with AI and be like, Hey, I'm looking sure. for this, you know, triathlete train, a sprint triathlon program. How many miles, like, could you give me like a 16 week peaking plan? Like I bet it would probably design you at the very least a, a, better than decent program for free yeah that sounds great to me <laughs> <laughs> i love that thank you so and you can or... even say like i'm strength training three times a week doing push pull oh, legs okay. could you write me the like uh, a 16 week progressive sprint triathlon program to uh to peak for a competition on this date or and, like it will do it oh. and, and that wow. way like if you have your strength training taken care of then that will just do your miles for you. And I, I bet yeah. it will do a pretty good job. That's way cool. Um, I guess the next thing would just be nutrition. Like, do I, cause I want wanting to do the losing the like last 10 pounds or whatever. So am I going to be focusing on calorie deficit while doing all this stuff? Or do I do the calorie deficit first and then really get like go harder when it's, when I'm at the 10 pounds or. No, I would, I would start your training and do it now, like okay. begin your training. And let's say you're doing a peaking phase, like you're not going to start at the most difficult, right? So you actually start at the yeah. easiest. So no matter what, it's going to be progressive, but I don't think there's a reason to wait. Okay. Um, and my, the, when I say that I'm saying it to you in this situation, if I was talking to someone who was 350 pounds and they are very nervous and they don't know where to begin. I'm going to give a very different recommendation. Like maybe we'll start with this and we'll do one thing at a time okay. for you. I don't think it, like you're, that's not you, you yeah. is a different place. So I think you should do both at the same time. Okay. Um, I think that you, I used to say training days be higher calorie, rest days be lower calorie. Right Now I say, I want you to pay close attention to when you're hungrier and when makes the most sense for you because some people are way hungrier on training days and other people are way hungrier on rest days. And what's most important is your net weekly calories. And so I would just say, take a, take a week or two, figure out when you're the most hungry, whether it's training days or rest days, whether it's lifting days or mileage days, whatever it is put the most calories on the days that you tend to be the most hungry and then okay. fewer calories. And if you're, if you're the same hungry every day, then just, I would say, make it equal across the board. All seven days about the same. Um, but I would, I would begin a calorie deficit. I would initiate okay. it essentially immediately. And um, the one thing I would say is I would rather you stay closer to maintenance than further from maintenance. And what I mean by that okay. is, if you initiate a calorie deficit and it's too steep early on, it's going to negatively affect your training. And, and that's not what we want. And so I would rather this be a much slower process and a very sustainable one than a more rigid and, and fast process because right. uh, for all the reasons that, you know, and I'm also thinking, I would imagine you don't want to do just one more race. I'd imagine you want to do many more triathlons and i would love to do multiple else. in a year i i've only yes. i did two last year which is the most i've done in a year but i would love to be able to do multiple but i've only been able to sustain at least the two um, yeah so so let's say like let's just say at your next one you happen to be 147 cool that's great like you lost some weight awesome and then you go through that and then by the time the next one comes around maybe you're 143 Cool. Awesome. Mm. Then by the time the next one comes around, you're 140. Awesome. Yes. And I would rather have that happen over the course of 10 months or right. a, or 16 months than have you be 140 in the next three months or in the next six months and have your training be shit. And like, yeah. And that happens a lot where people will really reduce their calories. This is where like it, it, especially when we're talking about sports, it's, it's one thing if it's just aesthetics and you don't really care about how you're performing. Yeah. And food is literally fuel. Right. right? It's, it's energies are, are, or calories are literally energy by definition. And 
if you're not getting enough over a long period of time, your performance will 100% suffer. There's no doubt about it. And so I think the worst feeling in the world would be like, if you got to 140 and then you had a worse time, like yes, you'd be fucking yes. livid. You'd I be would be mad. Yes. Yes. And rightfully absolutely. so. Because the training will be way more difficult. You'll be let, you'll be more tired, more drained, and you had a worse performance. Like, no, not worth it. I'd rather you it. lose way more slowly, more progressively, feeding yourself, giving yourself more energy. And I think that'll be that'll be a much better starting point. Okay, can you help me calculate the numbers? Because I know you're yeah. you're multi you're you're, you're you kind of changed your numbers a little bit recently. I don't know if like the point so, seven yes. and so, that, like help me figure that out. So let's do it. So <laughs> you're, you're like 155 right now. I'm 155. Yes. And you want to get to 140. Okay. Um, yeah. let's see, let's see, let's see. So I just want to do, okay. And how many days do we, do you know, like how often are you running, biking, swimming? Is that like an everyday thing? It, like how, how, how many miles about right now? Um, I actually, I took a little bit of a break cause I've been stuck. I haven't okay. really been doing because I just been feeling overwhelmed. So I was like, I don't know where I should be going. So I kind of just like did. I'm like, I'm just going to walk my steps right now and just Good. not get overwhelmed because I don't want to get burnt out. So I was like, I'm just going to walk. So that's what smart. I've been doing is I've been I like, that's So honestly, a very high level decision. That's like really smart, not pushing it because that's when people burn out and then it's no longer fun for them. And it's, you do this because yes. it's fun. And I don't, and I want to do it just because I feel, I find it fun and I feel my, my best when I'm working towards it. So I didn't want to be in this negative spiral of like, well, is this any of it working? Is it, it going to make me better? And that's where I was. So I was like, if I can yeah. get my 10,000 steps a day, let's just focus on that till we talk to Jordan. <laughs> so I, I that's think that's what I've been super doing, smart. So. I, I actually really like that a lot. Um, okay. So here's what I would say. I would say if it's a day that you're training. And by training, I mean mileage, like where you're you're actually like putting in significant mileage. Um, I would have your calories between like seventeen and nineteen hundred. Okay. I almost said between eighteen hundred and two thousand, but like just start with seventeen and nineteen for your for your mileage days, and then for your non mileage days, I would be between like fourteen and sixteen hundred. Okay. Uh, and I would start there. Now, okay. everyone's going to respond differently. If you are losing more than a pound a week, increase your calories. Okay. Um, and, and it takes, I would give it a month before you decide. So don't just say after the first week, oh, I lost three pounds, I need to increase. Like, because that's normal sometimes. So yeah. give it a month. If the average after four weeks is more than four pounds over that, uh, if the average is more than a pound a week, then I would go like 1800 to 2000 on your, uh, mileage days. And then like, uh, 1500 to 1700 on your non mileage days. Um, and, and then again, for another 30 days track and then check your, check your, uh, weight average weight loss. If average weight loss is between half a pound to a pound per week at the end of a month, I think that's your sweet spot. Okay. Um, I don't want you losing more than that. At, at all because that's when we're going to get too quickly and your training is going to suffer um and i like the reason i like starting a little bit on the lower side rather than the higher side because some people will say oh well, why not start higher and then go lower generally speaking um motivation is highest at the beginning of something <laughs> and so i was, that's if you get I was a, gonna talk to you about is uh, if you, if anyway you get keep going. a month in and then you're like oh i've got to reduce my calories that sucks mentally. Whereas nope. if you get a month in and then you're like, oh, I can Oh, darn, I'm, I'm losing too much weight. Yes. I'm not, I should really increase that. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a yep. completely different shift. So yep. that's why I start a little bit lower. Cool. Awesome. That seems very attainable. Uh, yeah, my, my question got answered uh, on your last uh, podcast, not the inner circle one, but the four of like being hangry. Is yeah, yeah, I yeah. get hangry when I'm in a <laughs> calorie deficit and my husband's like, are you sure you really want to be here? I'm like, I know, <laughs> but you said <laughs> like you saying you don't want to white knuckle it is the, yes. is the difference. And so I've, I'm going to start applying that is the, and I get, it's like, what it's like four o'clock is my, like, I need to eat something big at four o'clock or else I'm 
not pleasant the rest of the day. So <laughs> I've been like recognizing that. So <laughs> I love that. That's actually yeah. super, like just the fact that you recognize it is so helpful for you yeah. and your husband. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> for not just me. Um, yeah. Okay. So I guess the other thing, it was just more like kind of a talking point is like accountability. What yep. have you like, I, I'm really passionate about it. I feel like a lot of people in the world, we, we struggle because we grow up with parents and teachers and all these bishops and religion, like everybody's <laughs> like holding us accountable, right? And yep. everybody else is holding us accountable, but we struggle being able to like hold ourselves accountable. Yeah. And I would just love to talk about it. Like, what have you seen like help people break away from that? What have you seen like to be able to stay committed to your, to your goals and hold yourself accountable to what you're wanting, I guess. It's an amazing question. Like ab and I'll, I'll start by saying if whoever figures out how to like make this a, a one size fix fix all like it's gonna they're gonna be so rich like it's gonna be i know stupid. i know um, right i'm like i'm like hoping that's me i'm like please be me i need that but if there was like a pill for could you imagine like a, a pill for I motivation can't. or if, oh like that gosh. would be the greatest supplement ever even if it was um, a placebo i don't care like just yeah. like convince me it's gonna work and i'll take it like a hundred percent i'll take it <laughs> that would be that and i really wonder if that's gonna happen um at this point, there's so much happening with technology at such a rapid rate. Like something has to, but also who knows, maybe not. I have no idea. Anyway, here are my thoughts on it. Um, and this is, these are thoughts I've developed over a very long period of time. And you might've heard me reference it previously, but I think what mainstream people will say is you just got to want it. Like you just got to want it. Right. That's like the, and, and it's sort of annoying. And there also is a layer of truth to it. Like, yes, you have to want it, but like Let's dig deeper. Like, what does that mean? Like, what do you, yeah. what does it mean you want it? Because everybody wants it, but not everyone does it. Right. And so yeah. when, I, when I look at the, what, like that, that like David Goggins, like, you got to want it. You got to want it. Like, let's even, we could look at David Goggins, right. Who's out of his fucking mind in, in like <laughs> some of the, like in a great way in some ways. And also I would imagine in a very tortured way, like what he's done to his feet and his body, like is not good. That's not what I would call a, uh, a pinnacle of, of peace, right? Like someone who's at peace. And so I think he actually might be a great example. And I, I will say, I'm not hating on David Goggins. I respect him immensely. Uh, in many ways, I don't agree with everything he does. Not even close. There's been a lot of things I've seen him do that are terrible, but I, I respect him immensely. And we can look at him and he's actually literally the perfect example for this. David Goggins was very overweight for a lot, a long period of his life. He was very overweight. And out of nowhere, he's like, I got to make a change. I want to know where did that change come from? Like, and yes. whatever it's worth, like many people have this experience where they're very yeah. overweight, they're very sick, and all of a sudden they make a change. And I've spoken about this before. And I've, I've, I don't know if there is anyone else in the world who's interviewed as many people as I have who have lost a hundred pounds and kept it off. Uh, at least hundred pounds. I've done it a lot. And I always, always, I dig into it. Like I want to learn what happened. Every single person, except for one of them, had it come from a place of fear. They, there was yep. fear. There was That's fear. That's what I've seen. Yep, it's fear based. And, and I would imagine, like with with your knowledge in psychology, you you fear is an unbelievable motivator. It is. It's it's truly unbelievable. Um, and I'm. It's one of the things that fuels my productivity with business. Um, it, it's one of the reasons why. And Gary Vaynerchuk has spoken about this, like not. In, in this exact context, but he, Gary Vaynerchuk has said something that's been very inflammatory and caused a lot of uh, anger in people. And he said that uh, the biggest advantage uh, someone can have is like growing up poor because when they grow up poor and they have this like real, like either like fear or anger, they have a way better advantage over like the rich kid who did not have to worry about money and didn't have to work. Cause like they don't have that fear. They don't have that drive. And like, yeah. that describes me perfectly. I know you were just pointing yourself too. like, I didn't grow up with much. And so there's a, a fear around losing it all. There's a fear around not having it. There's a fear that 
despite everything I have still motivates me. It, it, yep. it's, it still has lights, lights that fire every day, that fear. Yep. Exactly. Um, and so I don't even know if this is answering your question outside of, I think that when people say you have to want it, I think there has to be an underlying emotion of either fear or of the other one is really strong is potentially anger. Um, and by anger, I think about the people who've got a chip on their shoulder, which for whatever it's worth, you have, I know yeah. you have because of the, like what you want to show people, like I'm strong. Like I want them to see that I'm strong. Like that's the whole reason you want to look that way is because you've yeah. got that chip on your shoulder. And yep. so it's like, that could be another motivator for you of being like, I'm going to fucking show them. I'm going to fucking show them. Like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can do this. And you know who famously has done this to himself is Michael Jordan. I don't know if you've ever seen right. the- uh, I did. The, yes. The documentary. Yes. Amazing Shocking. documentary. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, when he made up that the guy said, nice game, Mike. Right? So he the guy, he made up this whole story. I think it was during the playoffs. This, like This guy supposedly said, nice game, Mike. And then Michael came back the next day and had one of the best games in playoff history. And one, it's like, he literally made that up in his head. Yeah. He yeah. made up that someone sarcastically said, nice game, so that he could get really angry and have a chip on his shoulder to say, I'll fucking show you. And right. I think that we see this with higher level competitors, but not even just in athletes, but, but I think in business and in life, it's like, if you've got this chip or you've got this anger, you've got this fear, it's going to motivate you in a way that if you don't have it, you're like, ah, oh, like I'm content. And so like, I think sometimes finding that fear, digging it out and using it positively could be very mm -hmm. beneficial. And, and so it's one of the things where like, I don't like feeling fearful, but I also know that the fear that I have has helped me in so many ways. And, and so I, I use it to the, I use it. I don't, I don't try and get rid of it. I just, I use it. And, uh, do you have fear or do you have like a, a chip on your shoulder that you think you could use to help with this? Oh, I have so many. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where to begin? Um, yeah, there's a really good analogy. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's like, are you an orchid or are you a dandelion? I it's have about not heard like, this. It's a really good TED talk. You should listen to it. It's a, a where you can like decide for yourself about resiliency. So some people believe that you're born either a resilient person or a wilting kind of person. So orchids, oh, wow. you, they need to be, orchids need to be in a very structured, well-lit, they need a lot of water, <laughs> they have to be well-maintained in order to survive, right? Yeah. And then dandelions can literally grow anywhere. Okay. And okay. so like they 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 can grow in cracks. They don't need they don't need anybody to take care of them. Like where and so the analogy is That's more great. for like for like children. But like I I've, I've embraced that. I'm like yes. I think we're all born. Like I think we're all born orchids, and we can develop into being dandelions. Yeah. But I do feel like it is has been fear based and it has been anger based. And I grew up with a, my mom would always say like don't give up what you want most for what you want now. And so like that but I to me that. that's like a, it's it's so mo it, it, like it is like when you're sitting there you're like should I what's your <laughs> ultimate goal right and I I think that what I would really love is to see it not be just fear-based like that it is but like I like that you're saying that it could be fear can be turned into motivation I don't think we talked yes. a lot about that is that we can turn these like emotions that we're going to have into the positive and yes. create, create good things from it, being consistent, um, being able to hold ourselves accountable to the things that we actually want in a day-to-day, -day, in our day-to-day -day life. Um, and I do these, like, so what your, uh, your like mental health one uh, discussion that you did, um, yeah. it was like talking about how loneliness is like the number one killer of people these days. Um, so I do these discussion groups. I just started. It's like art and self-development. So we just use art. But then we just over Zoom. We talk about really deep topics so that we're not all lonely. And I love and the, that. And this month, February, we're doing accountability. And so that's why I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I just want to be able to help people dive into that and like really yeah. harness, har harness their own power, their own inner strength to those things. So 
That's amazing. I love that. And for what your mom said, like, don't give up what you want most for what you want now. Like that's, that's powerful. That's a very, very powerful quote. And I also love the orchid dandelion analogy. Like, and, and I think you're right from the perspective, we all inherently are born an orchid because we can't like humans cannot survive. It's our, without, it's our, yeah. Yeah. It, it's you, our you inner instinct. It. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's like, it's, it's impossible to survive without your mother. Uh, like it, it's just impossible as a human um so yeah i think innately we all are and then you as you develop and this is going back to what gary was saying like you have you maybe you're not as well off maybe you're poor and then your parents are out a lot and like you've got to fend for yourself and you become more of a dandelion you got you figure it out on your own whereas if you're blessed enough to have like uh, all of these advantages, they can actually become a disadvantage because it's so structured and yes. you just expect this is how it is. And you get in the real world. It's like, Oh fuck, that's yeah. not how the real world that's is. That's not how it works. And now I don't know how to hold myself accountable. And I think that's also like giving people grace, like, Hey, like let's become dandelions. Like let's become this culture of being able to learn how to be our, our own self-motivators and our own self, like self-resiliency almost is yes. like what I would just love to see is that change. Wow. I love that so much. Like I, I'm, I'm thinking of like the yin and the yang orchid and the dandelion. Like yeah. it, it, in this context, it almost sounds like the orchid is bad, but it's almost, it, they, they play off each other. It doesn't have to be one they or the do. other. No, you, you can, I really yeah. enjoy that a lot. That's, I'm going to watch that Ted talk. That's wonderful. And this is oh, like no one way. of my art one of my art pieces and it's uh so I use sandpaper and then just normal like I painted paper and it's like both can be true like you can yes. be a rough and soft person you can both be resilient and have moments like you're, you're still learning how to not have to be dependent upon other people for your own resiliency yes you're still like you can still learn you can you can learn how to do it it's not just like oh I'm stuck I can no longer grow like you can learn how to do it Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Your art is beautiful, by the way. I've been noticing oh, it this whole so conversation. Much. Do you, do you thank sell it? You. Um, I'm in the process of becoming brave uh, to sell it. <laughs> um, I did just, I did a show two, two weekends ago and I sold practically everything. And that wow. was really, really motivating for me. That's so yeah. exciting. That's amazing. It was really cool. It was really cool. So I've been. Do you post about it on social media? Yeah, I have my art page and that's where Can I you, do Do you my... want to share that? Oh yeah, it's uh, Alyssa May dot art A L Y S S A M A Y dot art. And All right, oh it's... everyone, go look at that. I- I'm excited. That's a huge. Congratulations. That's really Thank exciting. You. Yeah, I I really enjoy art and I love being able to just have conversations. So this was a really great thing for me. I'm really excited about. So was was this helpful? Do you feel like ready to begin? Yes. Like, yes. You, do you have any I'm... other questions? I don't think so. I think the only thing, the physical thing I run into is lower back sciatic nerve pain mm. on my right side from a, a, I was, I drove a van and that like constant pedal up and yeah. down for a yep, job yep. And like ruined that part of my, my lower back. And so I do feel like I run into that sometimes. And I think the mobility and like the stretching and all those things will help. But I think yes. that's like where I run into is I haven't really done a lot of mobility training. The so. mobility should help for sure. Okay. Um, if you, you know, who's actually really great with this. Um, my old high school wrestling coach runs an Instagram page and he crushes it actually. And he's wonderful with this. Uh, his, his Instagram is cruise elite K R U S E elite. Um, he's awesome. He's a really, really good guy. Um, and he helps a lot with like any type of nerve pain, sciatic pain, like all, all of that stuff. So oh, I yeah, would recommend okay. following him and, and I, I would give some advice, but you know, that's just not my area of expertise. And, and I'd rather sure. refer to someone who's better at that. So Taylor is, is wonderful. It. He's my old high school wrestling coach. And, uh, I, I would give his, his, uh, stuff a follow and he'll be able to help sure. you with that more than I can, but yeah, awesome. that's, that's not fun, but the, the mobility stuff will help with that for sure. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm still looking forward to your app. I'm very excited. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Hopefully it'll be ready to go soon. And, um, I I'm really excited about, about your progress 
and about I, this was a really a, a wonderful conversation. I appreciate you so much. And I hope, you know, if you need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. If I can help, please let me know. Um, I'm like still over the moon just with this dandelion and orchid. Oh, uh, it's just like, so good. Um, just I'll a really you, wonderful way to put it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it is based like he's talking about like child psychology, Thomas Boyce. TED okay. talk okay. um but it like there's like articles written about it and stuff like in the washington post and you but you you just can take so much from yeah. it just personally it's really yeah. cool because and i got like a dandelion tattoo on my arm for like to just remind me like that i was literally thinking <laughs> that like that would make such a great tattoo yeah of, like, <laughs> I, I I was when I was said the yin yang I was like this would make such a great tattoo I uh, absolutely I love that uh, yeah it's like oh right that is there. that's awesome I <laughs> love just, that and like the seeds are flying up anyway it's just really pretty but it's like to remind me like that's the kind of like, yeah person that I want to be is I want to be strong and independent like it's like a dandelion can be <laughs> yes so, yeah and like yeah. you know grown in cracks you don't need any yes. like, I, I really like that that's yeah and then also maybe like um this and this is going off on a tangent but like in terms of maybe being a dandelion for yourself but being an orchid for others like being able to provide structure yeah. to other people and be there for them when they need it like for yes. your like and I don't know. I'm thinking because I do think it is that yin and yang and how they both provide something wonderful. But it is like to know that you have it for yourself, but also to be able to give it to someone else is like, yes. I, I yeah. like that a lot. So you're amazing. This was absolutely fantastic. Lisa, please, Thank please, you. please, um, anything you need, let me know. And uh, good luck with everything. And Thank if you need you. anything, please, please don't reach, don't hesitate to reach out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate that. All right. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.